This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We're talking auto insurance on the show today and what should become of ICBC. This is all driven by the private insurance companies out raising hell on this today. They put out a report this morning comparing auto insurance rates between B.C. and Alberta. Maybe no surprise that they say that B.C. drivers are getting overcharged for their auto insurance. They say up to 42% more expensive in British Columbia compared for the same vehicle, same coverage next door in Alberta, where, of course, they have private insurance. These private companies want a piece of the action in, in British Columbia for basic auto insurance, which right now, of course, is a government monopoly under ICBC. I think this is going to be a big issue going forward here as we get closer to another election. I spoke earlier on the show today as well with David Eby, the Attorney General, who continues to defend ICBC, he says they're cleaning up the mess and the dumpster fire over there. Let's check in with the other side now. Andrew Wilkinson, he's the leader of the BC Liberal Party. He's the leader of the opposition at the legislature in Victoria. I'm very pleased to welcome him back. Hi, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Mike. What do you think about this report out from the private insurance companies today showing that they say insurance is a lot more expensive here in BC compared to Alberta? Well, we saw a similar report about a year ago with a similar conclusion, and it raises the question for every one of the three or four million people in BC who are forced to buy insurance from ICBC, is there a better deal out there? And that's the question we want to answer for British Columbians so that they can figure out is there a better deal? And if so, give them that choice. Okay. Does that mean you think that ICBC should be required to compete against private sector companies for basic auto insurance? You know, I'm a lot less worried about ICBC and a lot more worried about British Columbia and their ability to get by and afford to live in this province. We've seen dramatic increases in insurance rates, sometimes going up to $7,000. We've seen the invoices from places like Penticton and Cranbrook. In my own family, we've had one of them double overnight when it was renewed oh. in January. And you start to think, isn't there a better way to do this? I mean, why can't we find out how it's done elsewhere? And why can't we get um, the right kind of authority in British Columbia to put the choices on the table and let British Columbians make up their own minds? Now, we all know that these reports from the private insurers are going to be a little bit selective, and they'll give you the best possible story. But we also know that David Eby spins tales that just have no credibility. He's busy defending this public sector monopoly because he loves the idea of government being in control of as much as possible. And that does not serve the public of British Columbia anymore when our rates are going through the roof. And on top of that, for the last two years, the NDP's bumped a billion dollars a year into ICBC with no end in sight. This doesn't work anymore. So why don't we look at the choices and treat British Columbians with respect so they can make up their own minds? Okay, speaking of a billion dollars, I remember when the previous Liberal government siphoned out over a billion bucks out of ICBC and put that money into general revenue. You guys were using ICBC like a piggy bank over there. Are you willing to admit now that that was a mistake and you should not have done that? You know, when ICBC was set up by Dave Barrett and the NDP government back in 1973, they had this clever idea of, oh, well, we can't have insurance companies making a profit. The profits should go to British Columbians, and the profits from ICBC should go into general revenue to pay for schools and hospitals. And that's what happened about six years ago when in one year ICBC made some money, and it was put into general revenue. 
You can argue now that it could have been put back into reducing premiums for the next year, but we'd still be in the same place we're in today. The point is, ICBC doesn't work for us anymore, so why don't we look at the options? Speaking of Liberal leader Andrew Wilkins said, I've heard from a lot of people who have gotten sticker shock when they open up their renewal notice from ICBC. You mentioned as well about how some people are getting a lot of big rate hikes. Did you say someone in your own family had their had their insurance double? Tell me more about that. Well, I don't want to get into family specifics because we've got some privacy issues well, there. Well, you, you don't have to say the name or nothing, but just what happened yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I think we've talked about this before. The previous premium was $1,500 and went up to over 3000 You think, well, you know, <laughs> I guess we'll just have to suck it up because we got no yeah. choice. Why do we have no choice, Mike? Let's sit back and think yeah. about that for a minute. Why isn't there a choice in auto insurance? Because the NDP have this love affair with government control and they think that you should pay whatever ICBC tells you to pay, and that's just plain wrong. Well, didn't didn't you guys have a love affair t- with it too when you were in power for sixteen years? You didn't. You guys didn't break up ICBC when you had the uh, the, the opportunity to do it. Well, we can talk about the past till the cows come home. I'm concerned about <laughs> serving British Columbians now and in the future. And why don't they get to pick and choose amongst sources of insurance? Why do they have to take David Eby's premium increase? ram down their throats your only choice is not to drive or pay david eb and i think we're all getting a little tired of this eb told me this morning that things are better over at icbc i don't think blah 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 (laughs) is the answer to that mike well i don't know if the dumpster fire is out yet but maybe the flames are going down a bit he said they're getting close to breaking even are you buying that not for one minute i mean they play games with the actuarial numbers that give you their estimated costs in the future they play games with, by trying to go to court and save $400 million, get slapped down by the B.C. Supreme Court, and yeah. leave the courtroom with their tails between their legs. They're now back in court. They may well lose that one as well. So David Eby's advice, you got to look at this. He loses 9 nothing in the Supreme Court of Canada on Trans Mountain Pipeline. He loses 5 nothing in the B.C. Court of Appeal in the same case. He goes to Alberta and loses those court cases. He tries to protect uh, child abuse documents from their representative for children and youth, loses that court case. So the day I take legal advice from David Eby is going to be a cold one in July. Okay, let's talk about what you would do if you were in charge and the Liberals win the next election. So are you saying to me right here, right now, that ICBC would be required to compete against private companies for basic auto insurance? I think the first step, Mike, is to get an apples-to-apples comparison. Go to these privates, go to the various other different insurance systems in Canada, North America, and around the world. There are dozens of them and say, give us the quote for these drivers, and we're going to hold your feet to the fire. Don't give us tidied up, clean and uh, unfair quote. Give us the real quote. And then you're going to have to say, which system would be the cheapest and most effective one for drivers in B.C.? Okay, so you're not going to give me an answer to that. I'm I'm asking what you would do, like if you're actually in power. I think ICBC should be open to competition. That's the whole idea, so that people have a choice. If ICBC can compete in that marketplace, then we might still have ICBC. But this idea that somehow you're going to privatize a company that loses a billion dollars a year, who's going to buy that? Oh, okay, you know, well, I, I, I'm glad to hear a little bit more clarity on this on this point. Now, are you, are you saying that one of the common criticisms of opening up ICBC to competition is that the, the naysayers out there will say that's a recipe for disaster because the private companies will just cream off all the low-risk drivers and make lots of money, and ICBC would get, get stuck with the high-risk drivers. How, how would you guard against that? Look, people have said this about privatization of 
uh, government-run operations forevermore. They said about railways in Britain. They said about airlines when Air Canada was owned by the government of Canada. You can't live in fear your whole life and fret and moan and say, oh, dear, something bad might happen. Let's explore the options and find out how it would work and take it to the people of British Columbia and say, what do you think? Should you have a choice? Here's how it would work for you. And that has never happened in my 35 years living in British Columbia. And it's high time we gave people some of the respect they deserve and let them look at the marketplace and figure out what works best for them. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Always good. I appreciate it. That's Andrew Wilkinson. He's the leader of the B.C. Liberal Party. He's the leader of the official opposition in the legislature, saying that the way I read that, what he said, his personal opinion is open up ICBC to private sector competition, but... He was also saying, well, maybe you should, we should study it some more, too, but a little more clarity there, I thought.